Are you struggling with feeling stuck in your life journey? Does it seem as if the challenges or conflicts that you keep experiencing are on repeat? Healing through feeling could be your new way through to a more satisfying life. Now, here is the host of the Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols show, licensed marriage and family therapist and life guide, Sharon Nichols. to today's show. I'm going to change things up a little bit and do the meditation at the end. So if you're tuning in for the first time, you're listening to the Feel to Heal show with Sharon Nichols on the Inspired Choices Network. And today's topic is forgiveness. And I am Sharon Nichols, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist with over 25 years of experience. And I'm a self-proclaimed proclaimed life guide. I have been on the quest for understanding myself and for understanding why we as human beings do what we do. And it keeps it keeps whittling it down and narrowing it down. And we all just want to be loved. We all just want to be seen and heard and accepted for who we are the, the way that the way that we are. So today's topic. Let's get into forgiveness. Let's define forgiveness. Forgiveness is a process. It is not linear. Sorry. Um, there's three types of forgiveness. There's giving forgiveness. There's receiving forgiveness, and then their self-forgiveness. So I'm going to touch on all three. And I don't know what happened to my my dictionary definition. I had one. Anyway, obviously, it's not important. So because everything happens exactly as it is supposed to. And this is, of course, the basis of what I think forgiveness is. Everything happens in its own divine timing. And some of my, and I shouldn't say some, all of my greatest teachers have been the contributors to my greatest wound. So forgiveness when, is when a person hurts us so deeply that it consumes us in such a way that it then becomes debilitating. So sometimes the hurt is so incredibly deep, like from a spouse or a parent or a child. And we just don't know what to do with it because we are sometimes the victim of, you can fill in the blank. Sometimes we are the victim of a crime. Sometimes we are the victim of abuse, both on you know the full scale to even being the victim of being cut off by the person on the, on the freeway. I'll get back to that in a minute. So all of us, I'm sure we can all come up with examples of our own as to where someone has hurt us or abused us, and we haven't really known what to do with it. So we've just, we've taken it on and sort of made it our way of being and how we saw ourselves and felt about ourselves. So psychologists generally, generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person 
or a group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve it or deserve your forgiveness. I shouldn't say they don't, whether they deserve forgiveness, whether they deserve your forgiveness. So forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing any offenses. I want to make that really, really clear because a lot of the things that I say will perhaps set you off and be like, well, that's not, that's not right. I was, look, I was done this to by so, so and so, and that's so egregious. Yet, if you can shift how you look at it and come to forgiveness for yourself, for the other person. You don't, that does not mean that you then need to let them back into your life. This is for you because you are the only one who is suffering from the abuse. And I'm just putting that in air quotes to just sort of maybe just put parentheses or brackets around it. So forgiveness is really important because it has been linked to greater feelings of happiness, hopefulness, and even optimism. So the process of forgiveness can also help support you in against such, you know, horrible things like high blood pressure. Forgiveness can actually lower your blood pressure. It can also protect you against your own anxiety and depression and then it can even help with letting go of some of the of some of the post traumatic stress disorder that you or the PTSD that you experienced from the the abuse again i really want to stress that i know that the abuse is real and you're the only one who is carrying it at this point and quite often the people who end up triggering us you know, today with, so I, like I mentioned, the guy who cuts me off on the freeway, I actually now welcome it. I used to get really, really pissed off. And now I welcome it for two reasons. One, I can scream with the windows up because obviously I, I got triggered because people, people hurt us all the time. People don't think about our feelings. People don't remember things. You know, we, this is what we do. This is just the human condition. So sometimes I get to scream and just let go and release some of the anger and the frustration that I am feeling because I was now a victim of the person who cut me off. I no longer take it though with me. Like I don't get out of the car and then sit down in front of the person that I'm meeting and go on and on about what I experienced because it was just about me and it was then also about me forgiving in the moment, the person who cut me off, because who knows, maybe, maybe they were rushing and running to get to the hospital because they just found out that, that, one of the, that a loved one of theirs was now in the hospital. Who knows? It also doesn't matter. That's on them and not on me and not something that I have to take on. Forgiveness is a process. It is not linear. Wish it was. I wish if you just did A, B, C, D, you'd be done. That's not how it works. And in fact, that's really not how most of life works. 
It's about in and out and weaving of different thoughts and feelings and experiences. So forgiveness is about extending mercy to those who have harmed you, even if they don't deserve it. It's not about finding excuses for their behavior or pretending that it didn't happen. Forgiveness is a process that I said with, has many steps. Although the big, the most important thing is that it's so well worth it. Working on forgiveness can increase your self-esteem and give you an inner sense of strength and, and safety. I mean, isn't that what we all are really striving for? If we could actually feel hurt and then move on, feel hurt and let it go and, and, and not allow it to continue to perpetuate this, this victimness that we so often find ourselves in. Forgiveness can also help with the self-talk that we often say to ourselves, we could stop the I am defeated or the I am not worthy. I mean, it's, do you see how it's all interconnected? It's all just one. It's all just one, one thing. Sorry, I'm going off. <laughs> Referring to what I talked about last week with regards to the victim consciousness and that it's all just one and we all just want to be seen and heard for who we are and then accepted for who we are the way that we are. And it's about embracing the human condition and all of our flaws. I have been so transparent. You know, this topic has actually been something that I have been working with, with myself for quite some time about forgiveness. Um, and the, the three pieces, one, forgiving those who have trespassed upon me, forgiving myself, and then asking for forgiveness coming back around. So forgiveness, if it's not something that you practice, is about exercising a new muscle. It's about opening up your heart and slowly taking little baby steps. And it is as simple as starting with not speaking harshly or negatively about others, even though they've hurt you and you're, you're hurt, it's all legitimate. Just you keeping it to yourself and, and then smiling or acknowledging something positive about the other person that, the, about the person that you are with, rather than focusing on the hurt and the pain. Sort of the fake it till you make it approach. I feel like I'm talking really fast. It's truly about holding your tongue when you really want to scream. It's about acknowledging that that it's okay to feel how you feel. And then it's just as simply as you acknowledging how you feel to yourself 
and then smiling at somebody and rather than putting it on them because sometimes that's what ends up happening. We have our thoughts and our feelings and then we go and share our story. And so now we have sort of dumped our story on the other and and then they then become a victim themselves because they are now triggered by a, a past hurt or or some sort of abuse or any some sort of trigger so it's also really important to address your inner pain. I know that may seem obvious, um, <laughs> but not everything that you do causes you su suffering. So you don't need to necessarily forgive those around you for their humanness and their uniqueness, even though their imperfections or their way of being is not in congruence with what you're actually wanting and needing in the moment, even though you've communicated a million times. It's about forgiving the humanness. It's then really, really carefully looking at the people in your life and then sort of rate them as to how, where the hurt is. So, your parents, your siblings, your peers, your spouse, coworkers, children, and then even yourself. How much hurt have you actually put on you? How much forgiveness do you actually really need, need to do for yourself for all that negative self-talk that just is not nice and mean? Perhaps you have exercised power over you or you've even withheld the withheld love because you have been physically harmed. So this has all contributed to your inner pain and it absolutely needs to be acknowledged. So doing sort of this little exercise will give you an idea of who needs to forgiveness in your life and really start with a great, it's really a great place to start. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about forgiveness and some of the steps and some of the things that you can go through for yourself. So you are listening to the Feel to Heal show with Sharon Nichols on the Inspired Choices Network, and I look forward to seeing you back in a minute. At different times on our life journey, we can feel stuck and struggle with seeing our way through. What if the answer to the struggle is just to go deeper than the surface? By tuning in to Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols Show with licensed marriage and family therapist and life guide Sharon Nichols, you'll receive insight and guidance on exploring your feelings in order to heal yourself. Are you ready to create a more satisfying, peaceful, and successful life? Listen for the Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols Show every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mountain, and 3 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? 
Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols Show with licensed marriage and family therapist and life guide Sharon Nichols. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask questions or comments by email by sending to Sharon Nichols at feeltoheal.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to the Feel to Heal show with myself, Sharon Nichols, and today's topic is forgiveness. And forgiveness is not linear. Forgiveness is a process. It's about the weaving of the emotions, and it's about letting go of the things that are holding us back because we are so still in the thoughts and allowing the triggers to take us to the next level when we are feeling so, so stuck in, in, in the anxiety or the depression um, that we are feeling based on the abuse that we have experienced for ourselves. So got a question in the chat room. So exciting. Thank you. Um, how do you know when to use your voice to set a boundary and when to hold your tongue? First and foremost, before you react and say anything, receive a deep breath and ask yourself, what are you what you need to say? Are you saying it because you are coming from that hurt place? Or are you coming from a place of anger? Or are you coming from a place of a teaching? And if you are coming from a place of teaching, then it's about lowering your voice and saying, well, actually that really upset me. That really hurt my feelings. Rather than screaming and pointing, because as a mom, I know I'm really good at that, or at least I used to be really good at that, and I've now changed things up. So now when my children trigger me, I receive a breath, and I go, okay, what are they really trying to say here? Because yes, as the parent, I need to be the bigger one. Um, even though there's a lot of times that I wish I didn't have to be, we just do. It's sort of, it is hierarchical, no matter how hard we try not to. And then, so when it's a peer-to-peer, -peer, a friend relationship, I'm going to say that it's about having the conversation about taking turns as to who's actually going to lead. Although I will say, if someone comes to you, if your friend comes to you and says, you hurt me apologize and take responsibility, not offer excuses. That was a couple of shows ago. If you notice, it's all pretty much weaving together the same similar thing. 
so if you're finding that it's just too much and too deep and that you are just so angry and or the abuse was just so egregious and there is i know that there's absolutely out there i've certainly counseled so many people who have been victims of major crimes and then also a lot of physical, sexual, and sexual abuse. And of course, there's always verbal. Not that not that one just doesn't leave as many scars as the others, I suppose. And so please, if it's really, really, really so big for you, please reach out, find a therapist, find someone that, that you can process your story with. So, Your pain is your pain. You're never going to take that away. It's then what you do with it and how you allow it to rule you. I don't know if you remember the vat of pain. That's sort of where this was, that's that was the precursor for this. It's about identifying and knowing that you have this vat, although you can always leave it. It doesn't have to be with you. It doesn't have, you don't have to be in it. It doesn't have to be attached to you. You can always put it, you know, you can always leave it exactly where you need to. So anytime you need to go back, you can go back. So let's keep talking about what you can do to forgive. Develop a forgiving mind through empathy. So a bunch of scientists studied what happens to the, in the brain when we think about forgiving. And, and they have discovered that when people successfully imagine forgiving someone in a hypothetical situation, that they show an increased activity in the neural circuits responsible for empathy. This tells us that empathy is connected to forgiveness and it's an important step in the process. So if you can if you examine some of the details in the in the life of the person of the perpetrator or the person who harmed you, you may be able to see them in a different way. So first try to imagine them as an innocent child themselves, needing love and support. Did they get that from their parents? Did they get that from their loved ones? Did they get that from their teachers? Did they get that understanding that we also want and need? Remember, they're all the same. Just different themes emerged through our own lifetimes. So. Of course, we know that research has shown that if an infant does not receive attention and love from its primary caregivers, then they will have a weak attachment, which can then affect how they trust. So it may prevent them from even getting close to others and therefore set a whole trajectory of loneliness and depression. And therefore then, if the thought is that they are, are not trustworthy or not lovable or worth it, then they are going to unconsciously create all these scenarios where the abuse could actually happen because where we place our attention is what gets amplified. So we keep creating what it is that we need to learn. Like I said in the beginning that some of my greatest teachers have been my biggest abusers. I'm not calling them abusers. They've just been my, for lack of a better word, 
we must all recognize that we all carry wounds in our own hearts and that the door can open through forgiveness to forgiveness. So let's find meaning in our suffering. It's more of the same thing that I was that I'm referring to. It's important that we that we find meaning so we can keep on our sense of purpose. That's what I was referring to this whole past week. My experience of forgiving those who have trespassed, asking for, you know, being asked, excuse me, receiving forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, and then forgiving myself. All really interesting. And so I've been with all three of them. Um, and My suffering is also about others' suffering because we, we've all experienced all of these things. And so I was sitting with the times that I've forgiven myself. I was sitting with the times I've asked for forgiveness, genuine forgiveness. And to add to that, because I have a feeling someone's going to ask this question, if you genuinely ask for forgiveness and the other person is actually not able to give it to you, that is okay. You don't need to be given permit, be given the forgiveness if after three times, and this is according to um, some rabbis somewhere in, in the, the Jewish teachings, is that if you genuinely ask for forgiveness three times, and it is not given by the other because it's still their right. They don't have to forgive you. Although you have then atoned. You have been absolved, if you will, in terms of the religious teachings that you, that you no longer need to keep going back and asking again and again and again. It's then on them. And so many times someone will say, well, you know, I'm actually not ready to forgive you. I hear you. I accept your apology, just not ready to forgive you. Again, that's also okay. Because each person, each one, how we feel is up to us. And so it's not about projecting and it's not about saying, well, I need you to forgive me in order for me to go on or for us to go on. Not going to happen. When forgiveness is really hard to give, call on other strengths that you have. It is okay for you to have your own timeline. It is so okay for you to say, I am not ready to forgive. But if you wanna forgive and you're finding it hard, it might help for you to reach out to, to other people. It doesn't mean that you are a failure at forgiveness if you are not able to give it. It's okay. 
it's all a process and we are all in it together. So it is about reaching out and having communications or conversations, especially with someone like me, a therapist, or even friends who you have, who you see have done the forgiveness work. You know, it's so interesting. You know what? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk more about this when we come back from break. So thank you. You're listening to the Feel to Heal show with Sharon Nichols on the Inspired Choices Network. And I look forward to seeing you back where we're going to continue to talk more about forgiveness. At different times on our life journey, we can feel stuck and struggle with seeing our way through. What if the answer to the struggle is just to go deeper than the surface? By tuning in to Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols Show with licensed marriage and family therapist and life guide, Sharon Nichols, you'll receive insight and guidance on exploring your feelings in order to heal yourself. Are you ready to create a more satisfying, peaceful, and successful life? Listen for the Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols Show every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mountain, and 3 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols Show with licensed marriage and family therapist and life guide, Sharon Nichols. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask questions or comments by email by sending to Sharon Nichols at feeltoheal.com. Now, back to the program. You are listening to the Feel to Heal show with Sharon Nichols, and today's topic has is on forgiveness. And please reach out to me with any comments, any thoughts. You can find me at um, feeltoheal.com or email me at Sharon Nichols at feeltoheal.com. I would love to hear from you. I welcome all constructive criticisms or just criticisms and praise as well. I'm, I cannot say enough again how much I've so been enjoying this journey that I have said yes to. And I'm just so grateful to all of you who actually do listen and do communicate and do let me know that you've gotten what you've gotten and then also asking me questions because I'm really good when I can respond to a question. And now I have a question. So it was put in the chat room. What happens to the other person if we push them to forgive before they are ready? Well, I'm going to ask a question back to the question. 
How do you feel when you are pushed into doing something that you're not ready to do? There you go. It doesn't end up working out. It has to be everyone in everyone's own divine timing. So I know we live in a now, 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 has to happen now world. Although there's a saying that time does heal all wounds. Don't know. I mean, it can if you allow. So if you surround yourself with good and wise people who can support you on this part of your journey. So allow you to be in your story, allow you to be the victim of all of the abuse that you have suffered, which is okay as long as you are as long as you have a container with which to put it in. It's also then about you practicing humility for yourself and allowing yourself to have your feelings. And it's okay. You do not need to be harsh or mean. And the abuse was real. I'm not going to say that it's not. And, and, and then even going to your perpetrator and telling them that, that, they, that you forgive them, or if they come to you and ask you for forgiveness, again, you don't have to give it. It's all about what you want. And it's all about you. You are the common denominator. And therefore, then you are the only one who truly suffers from the pain. I've been telling this story for 25 years or more. Oprah, I don't even remember what it was. It was one of her shows because this is when I was in grad school. So I was home during the day and I put her show on and she was telling the story about a friend of hers who had hurt her, had wronged her. And she went to her friend and said, I am so mad at you. You hurt my feelings. And the friend said, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I so did not mean to. I, I, I meant blah, blah, blah. And, and so Oprah was like, okay. She didn't really, she didn't really, wasn't truly able to accept the apology and then actually give forgiveness because then she goes on to say, and I've paraphrased and probably bastardized this entire story. And I did go looking for the, I did go looking for the YouTube quote, but you know, the snippet, but I couldn't find it anyway. She then saw her friend, she says, walking down the street doing window shopping. And she goes, she was like, la, 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 life is so good. I'm so happy right now. And then Oprah was like looking at her and she was still seething. She was still so angry, even though her friend had apologized. She told her friend that she accepted her apology, although she still hadn't forgiven her. And the big aha that Oprah got was that it was all on her. And it's not that her friend didn't care because her friend did care. Her friend apologized and took responsibility as soon as Oprah pointed it out. It was then on Oprah to let it go. Not her friend. Her friend didn't even need to apologize again because again, it wasn't as egregious. I mean, I know there's different degrees to the abuse that we've all experienced. There's different degrees to the victimization that we have felt and where, we, where things have shown up in our lives. So now let's talk about forgiving ourselves. So most of us tend to be harder on ourselves 
than we actually are on others. And we struggle with loving ourselves probably because it goes back to attachment. And you know what? I think I, I think I now have another show topic to talk about all the different attachments. So if you're not feeling lovable because of actions that you have taken, you may to need, need to do some self-forgiveness and offer to yourself what you are hoping others will offer to you. In self-forgiveness, you honor yourself as a person, even if you are imperfect. You're not broken and that there's nothing that needs to be fixed. You are whole and complete as you are. And that means that you are flawed. Whole and complete means flawed. It means the whole spectrum, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We live in a, a universe that is full of polarities. So you can't have one without the other. You need them both. So with perfection, there has to be imperfection. So it's about allowing, allowing yourself your imperfections and then forgiving yourself of them and then going to someone else and asking for forgiveness when your imperfections and your flaws have showed up in a way that isn't serving you or them. It's really important for you to be prepared for the possibility that the other person may not be ready to forgive you. And so therefore then you must practice patience and humility. And a sincere apology free of conditions and expectations can go a long way towards your receiving forgiveness in the end. It's about allowing others So how do you develop a forgiving heart? Because we know when we overcome suffering, we can gain a more mature understanding of what it means to be humble and courageous and loving in this world. We may even create an atmosphere of forgiveness in our homes and workplaces to help others who have been harmed and overcome their suffering or to protect our communities from this cycle of hatred and violence. It's truly about believing that you are actually just the very eminence of love itself. Love is the all-encompassing of who we are. Love is the whole process of life, of forgiveness, of understanding. Letting go of the frustration and the anger and the bitterness that you have taken on based on the experiences that you have had where you have not been able to forgive your perpetrator is really only 
affecting you. So it's about loving yourself and having compassion for yourself to then share that with the world around you. My sessions with my clients, my my friends, my family, they all know that they can come to me and let me know when I've hurt them. And then I will take responsibility for my part. Knowing though that I'm also at some point later in the conversation, I'm gonna point out their part in it because our thoughts, we have our thoughts, we have our feelings, they, our thoughts lead to feelings which lead to our actions and reactions. And so chances are how I reacted was a trigger for them. And then also perhaps how they then reacted or acted was a trigger for me. And I do my best as a flawed human being to most of the time get it so I can just be and I can hold that space for them so I can allow them to have their action or reaction without me then reacting in the same way because I've been triggered. I'm going to repeat this because I think it bears repeating how to forgive someone who has wronged you. The first is to uncover your anger by exploring how you avoided and or addressed this emotion. The second for you is to make the decision to forgive. So begin by accepting that perhaps you have been ignoring or trying real hard to let go Although, you know what happens when you hold on too closely? Oh, anyway. <laughs> Acknowledge that what you have been doing up until now perhaps hasn't been working because you're still being triggered and still not able to forgive. Overcoming the resentments. Sometimes that can linger for years. Even if you believe that you've moved on or that you've forgotten about it. So you wanna reflect on why, again, see, it keeps all coming back to the same thing. I keep saying the same thing, but with just a little different tilt to it. So maybe you'll hear it differently. Reflect on why they, the person may have con committed that offense. Sit with the pain and then try and forgive the other person because forgiveness can instill a sense of strength that over empowers frustration, anger, and bitterness. With forgiving yourself, it's important for you to take responsibility for the mistake that you made and let go of the guilt and the shame because they are not supporting you or helping you in any way. Shame and guilt just bring you down. So owning up to your mistakes is really the biggest way for you to actually heal.
forgive yourself by focusing on the thought and saying it out loud or writing it down. So just before we go to break, I just want to talk about Colin Tipping, and he wrote an incredible book called Radical Forgiveness. And there's an incredible worksheet that if you go to his website, radicalforgiveness.com is a really great tool. He basically believes the five stages are you have to tell your story, feel your feelings, then collapse the story, reframe the story, and then integrate it. Basically, all that I have been saying, although he's got an incredible worksheet that if you are really finding yourself stuck with forgiving others or yourself, I can't say enough about, about this worksheet. I've done it a couple of times myself, and it's really, truly helped. So thank you. You are listening to the Feel to Heal show with Sharon Nichols. And when we come back from break, we're going to go into an incredible meditation on, you guessed it, forgiveness. See you back in a minute. At different times on our life journey, we can feel stuck and struggle with seeing our way through. What if the answer to the struggle is just to go deeper than the surface? By tuning in to Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols Show with licensed marriage and family therapist and life guide, Sharon Nichols, you'll receive insight and guidance on exploring your feelings in order to heal yourself. Are you ready to create a more satisfying, peaceful, and successful life? Listen for the Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols show every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mountain, and 3 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols show with licensed marriage and family therapist and life guide, Sharon Nichols. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also ask questions or comments by email by sending to Sharon Nichols at feeltoyield.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to the Feel to Heal show with myself, Sharon Nichols, and today's topic has been forgiveness. And so now I want to do a meditation on forgiveness. I think you maybe can figure out that it has three parts to it, forgiving others, forgiving yourself, and then receiving forgiveness. So let's all receive three deep breaths. Hold. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. And if it's comfortable, allow your eyes to close and focus in on your breathing. And, and turning our self and our attention to forgiveness. Our self-forgiveness 
for the ways that we have harmed ourselves intentionally or unintentionally, for the times that we may have caused harm intentionally or unintentionally, or been the recipients of harm intentionally or unintentionally. So bringing to your mind's eye someone who may be the easiest to forgive or be forgiven. You can repeat this process with the same person or different people as often as you wish. Become aware of where you are, the seat that you're sitting in, moving around your little tush. Be aware of your breath as it comes into your body and as it leaves your body. Not manipulating the breath or controlling it, but simply being aware of how it feels. When you are ready, expanding your awareness beyond the breath to include your entire body. Simply noticing the sensation in your body, internally, and then externally. What are you feeling on your skin? Are you feeling your hands touching? Are you holding your hands? Bringing your attention now to your thoughts as they come and go. Seeing each thought as it comes up in your mind as a thought, it's just a passing event. Just watch your thoughts go by. And when you are ready, bringing the awareness to the emotions that you are now feeling in your body and mind. Perhaps frustration, restlessness, peacefulness, sadness, joy, or fear. Simply notice how the body, mind, and the heart are feeling right now. Notice where you feel the breath moving in and out. Beginning to take a gentle journey inviting the possibility of letting go and relaxing the body. Bring to mind someone you have harmed either intentionally or unintentionally, someone where it feels unresolved or burdensome for you. Seeing who comes to mind, taking a few moments to visualize or imagine this person, noticing the details of their appearance. And when you are ready, gently say this person's name to yourself and ask forgiveness for how you have harmed this person intentionally or unintentionally. Saying this person's name and then saying, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me for any actions I did, whether unintentional or intentional. 
trusting yourself to ask for forgiveness in a way that feels right for you without getting lost in the content of the story or whatever may have happened. Take your time and repeat a few times at your own pace. May I be forgiven. What's most important is not the words, but the felt sense as much as you can, letting it come from your heart with the intention for healing, asking for and opening to receiving forgiveness. Now bring, bring to mind someone who has caused you harm, intentionally or unintentionally, noting, noticing the details of their appearance, noticing the feelings that arise. When you are ready, begin to offer that person forgiveness, saying it, their name in your own mind, I forgive you. I forgive you for the ways that you have harmed me intentionally or unintentionally. I forgive you. I forgive you. Repeat this at your own pace. And now imagine yourself sitting across from you and allowing yourself to forgive yourself for all the times that you intentionally or unintentionally hurt yourself. I forgive you. I forgive you. Thank you for taking care of your own heart, for lightening your burdens. Remember that this is a practice of letting go, receiving a breath, and allowing your eyes to open and returning to this present moment to resume your day. Remember, baby steps, baby steps. Thank you. You are listening to the Feel to Heal show with Sharon Nichols. And today's topic was on forgiveness. Please forgive yourself and all those who have trespassed. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Feel to Heal with Sharon Nichols show. Sharon Nichols will return next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mountain, and 3 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, give up the struggle, feel all you need to feel, and make this week your best one yet.